has the weirdest stuff. The Engine Nerdy Show. Welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Pold. I'm St. Jimmy. I am a DVD. And I am a Master Zid. Are you guys uh, slowly turning into plumbers? <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. we're, we're foreshadowing. Oh, actually, I did replace a shower head a couple Whoa. days ago. Oh, so you I are a turning into a plumber. I replaced a dishwasher. I used a pipe wrench um, and everything. An electrician. <laughs> did any, like... Flowers jump out and try to bite you? Nope. Goombas? No, I then realized that I (laughs) probably could have done it without a pipe wrench since the shower head had flats on the sides. Uh, You punched it with your fist. Yeah. I'm going to shoot a fireball Uh, Our fake sponsor this week is Mortal Wombat. Watch the cutest marsupials fight to the death in the cuddliest cage fight. Mortal Wombat. <laughs> now they're Wombat's fighting of their team. own free will, right? Uh, yeah. Free sure. Willy. I heard a disturbing thing today. Listening to a about podcast. Wombats? And now you're going to share it with us. It was about lemmings. Oh, boy. And like John Lemming? No. Like the <laughs> oh. animals. Like oh, the not the beetle? Rodents. <laughs> but the thing about the documentary, I guess the like lemmings just running off cliffs and killing themselves. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm came from some documentary back in the day. I don't remember they're, when. They're actually running from Cliff Clavin. I don't <laughs> want to hear his stories. But the documentary documentarians is that what people that make documentaries are called? called documentalist. Mm. <laughs> Documenters. Well, the scene in the documentary that had the livings jumping off a cliff was them taking a truck, backing it up to the cliff with full of lemmings and dumping them out. That what? Yes. It is disturbing. <laughs> I was like, what? as long as they eat every part of the lemming, then it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Sweet, delicious lemmings. Mm. I can understand running mammoths I, off a cliff. I like lemming brain pie. That's good. <laughs> lemming brain pie. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> lemming meringue. Meringue. Lemonade is my favorite drink. 
<laughs> what does a lemming even look like? Like a small guinea pig, maybe? They oh. taste pretty sour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those look like kind of a small guinea pig. Imagine what John Lemming would look like. Uh, well, Get it? Google Imagine. That. Imagine all the lemmings. No, I didn't. <laughs> David, he got it. <laughs> you can dope him out of your truck if you try. <laughs> Don't be such a lemming. Then there's Jack Lemming. I don't know who any of these people are, so. <laughs> friends, Romans, countrymen, countrymen, lemming your ears. Oh, I thought it was friends, lemons, lemmings, countrymen. <laughs> uh. So I, uh, I visited Master Zed last weekend. What? What? <laughs> yep. Helped him move out of his house. Yeah. Nice. So on the way down there, there's a highway that I take to the danger zone where the two lanes merge into one before it merges onto a larger highway. Yes. And there were new signs up. They said no lemmings during congestion. Use both lanes. And then further on, it said. Merge one car from each lane. I was like, what? About time. Why aren't there more signs like that everywhere there's merging? Because that's like, how you're supposed to do it. Hey, you have the next sign was, remember how to drive? We'd like you to start doing that now. <laughs> Eyes front. Well, there are a lot of people that don't understand... As soon as they see the sign notifying them, you know, that they have to merge eventually, they get over, and mm. then there's a whole lane. And, and then they get angry at anyone and then that if doesn't. You, if you use right. that lane, they don't want to let you merge. It's like My least favorite people efficient. are the ones that get like four or five cars from the merge point and try to merge. And especially when they stop? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're... Can you not see what other people are doing? Because the majority of people do it correctly. Yeah, if there's no traffic, get over immediately. If there's lots of traffic and you're going to have to find a place to get in, do it when the skip lines end. Your taxes pay for both lanes, so you might as well... Or don't get over immediately. Or just drive on the shoulder and pass everyone. (laughs) Just pull over until there's no more cars around. Mm. <laughs> That's a better idea. I like that one. That's smart. Yeah. The way I drive is like pulled position. Wait. Pulled position? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I always drive with my hands at um, 11 and, and one. 5. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Weird. So I met our my new neighbor... Um, he's the neighbor of our friends that we're living with now. Right. His name's Bill. He has a really nice new Mustang. Oh. But I had heard about this guy, about him 
washing his car like every other day and <laughs> he has a bunch of tools that they our friends borrow and stuff well uh yesterday charlie and i were taking the dog for a walk and we got back bill was over at the house loaning a tool to our friends oh. and so we ended up chatting with him for a minute and he was wearing a formula one shirt uh-huh. t-shirt so we started talking to him and we he rides motorcycles likes fast cars watches formula one <laughs> has a bunch of tools so like we hit it off and uh he's an older guy but so um, like what like 37 oh <laughs> he's he could retire i guess he's talked about it before retirement with our age. friends he's retirement age he's basically like well I make good money. I don't see why I need to retire. <laughs> I think he's a, he works at Intel. Feed his mm. habit. And so does his wife. So I think they're doing all right. But um, yeah, yeah one, at pretty intelligent toward the end. He was like, yeah, so I'm glad you guys moved in here. Cause Tyler and Kimmy like have nothing <laughs> in common with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except that they need tools and I have oh. them. Right. Yeah, but I need to. I realize that I need my really big socket set, and I am pretty mm. sure it's in the very back corner of the storage unit. Uh, <laughs> oops! And uh, so I might yeah. go ask Bill if he has like a one and five eighths inch wrench. Most people do. I mean, yeah. I have like two in my junk drawer. I just bought a <laughs> half-inch drive ratchet set. Ooh. My big ratchet set's a three-quarter-inch drive. Well, that's ginormous. <laughs> it is. And what the crazy part is, I have an adapter to go from a one-inch drive down to a three-quarter-inch. So I could <laughs> use my socket set with my the torque wrench I borrowed from work that was oh. one of the big torque wrenches that went up to, like... 2,000 foot-pounds or 6,000 foot-pounds or something. We just discovered that my torque wrenches are short of where I need them to be by 22 foot-pounds. That's just like one little grunt more. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I was doing on torquing my suspension stuff. Oh, did you get that done? Yep, and St. Jimmy came over at the end to help me finish it up. Um, Wow, he's so useful. I know. (laughs) One of these days I'll Um, get to work on my own stuff. I borrowed a tool from an auto parts store that um, presses out the old ball joint. Mm -hmm. Because they're tapered and it was in there pretty good. I couldn't get it out. But once I had that, it was easy. But then I tried to take that back today. And when I got it, I gave him my phone number. And they gave me a receipt, but he didn't say I needed it. So there's a different guy there and he's like, Oh, do you have your receipt? And I was like, no, but you should be looking up on my phone number. He tried and he failed. I was like, like yeah, you're going to have to come back when you find the receipt. I was like, well, I guess I own this tool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Only, I'm only out like 35 bucks, so. I might need a ball joint separator. Okay. I have I one right a, now. <laughs> I might do the ball joints on the Forerunner. <laughs> if the... Receipts not on my workbench or in the truck. I don't you have it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I 
had a tool because you can have them from up to like a month or something. I think mine's like 60 days. Or 60 days. Well, I took one. I did that thing through like AutoZone and I went to take it back and they were like, oh, I don't. We we already got a replacement one because we I had it for like 30 days. So it wasn't the 60. Right. It's like, yeah, after a while, we just get another one sent to us because we don't think it's going to get returned. Uh, yeah, I actually looked at the price that they let me borrow it for because you take it back and you get your borrow money back. And yeah. I was like, 35 bucks. I'm going to just keep this. Right. It's the <laughs> same price, I think, as just buying one usually, except it's used mm-hmm. would be the only downside. I don't care. It works just fine. Well, so I jacked the front of the Forerunner up because it there's a vibration that's been getting worse on it. And I didn't. I should have put it on jack stand so that it was more stable. But I was just trying to do it a quick, like, quick gut check on ball joints or something else. And I think the steering rack needs replaced because oh. I can turn the yep. turn the wheel and it feels like there's a bunch of gear lash in it, where it's like I can move it. A eighth of an inch, maybe, and it's like then oh. it's like clank. So not as bad as the old uh, Ford Econoline we had growing up. <laughs> For you I had like always forty-five degree you, turn. I thought that's how you drove. Was you had to? You had to do big turning motions. The that's really to look really far down the road to kind of help straighten it out. If you didn't get pulled over once for drunk driving in that van, you weren't doing it right. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so thanks St. Jimmy for helping me move. Yeah, no problem. We, so the price for the 20 foot and the 26 foot U-Haul trucks were the same. Mm. So I reserved a 26 foot truck thinking that Trademark. we didn't need oh. we didn't I didn't think we needed that big of a truck, but mm-hmm. I was hoping we didn't need that big of a truck because we were moving <laughs> into a 10 foot by 20 foot storage unit. So <laughs> If it didn't fit in the truck, I was worried it wouldn't fit in the storage unit. Well, so they called me the morning of the move day and were like, hey, we overbooked. If we can, will a 20-foot truck work? And I was like, yeah, I think that would work. Because we were originally planning to get a 20-foot, but the 26 was the same price. So we just got the bigger one. Well, they ended up giving us like $25 off. And so that was good. We made one, (laughs) but it was very full, especially after we figured out that a 20 foot U-Haul truck is 16 Mm -hmm. feet, nine inches of full size space, three feet, three or two feet, nine inches of over cab space. Mm-hmm. Which is only nineteen and a half feet total at the top mm-hmm. of the truck inside. So, and then we were looking at the paperwork or something, and it said twenty foot truck trademark. We're like, oh, those uh, jerks just named it a twenty foot truck, even though right. it's not. Yeah, then they when, take up some room at the back with a hand 
cart and cart, a right. bag of blankets that if open. you oh, move them, yeah. you have to pay for them. Right. And I had already reserved blankets and uh, a plants dolly because I was taking the fridge. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I would have, I should have, I know now, I guess, to look in the back before I leave and be like, take this crap out. <laughs> yeah. Because it's taking up my it's space. It's in the way and I'm not going to use it. Mm. Um, they want you yeah. to use it though. When we yeah. moved from Idaho, we got the biggest truck they had. So a 26 foot trademark truck. Right. <laughs> it was huge. Just actually 15 to, feet. Oh. We had to leave stuff behind. Oh no. Like we, my living room set that was down in our TV room, we sold to our sister. Um, I gave my full size drafting table to my friend. Um, I think we also offloaded, we had, had to leave a couple other things too. Oh, the kids' bunk bed ended up at mom and dad's house. <laughs> I it think, was so packed. Yeah. So we did end up, I think we had an end table for one, from one of the bedrooms and. We had the food from the fridge and a cooler, and that we had to go make a car run back to get that. Um, and it was raining the entire oh, time. And we were the only off. day it's rained this month was yeah. moving day. And we almost had a St. Jimmy crushing incident. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that was exciting. Yeah. Another so one? I have. I have crushed another St. Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) I have this big workbench that's like six or seven feet long and solid steel, you know, two and a half feet wide or something. I think it weighs, it weighs with tools in it, probably five or 600 pounds. So we rolled it down and it's got these big, six big casters that it's on. So we roll it down. And the truck was parked facing downhill. So the ramp is uphill, but then the truck, when you're in the truck, is downhill again. <laughs> so we get this running start, basically, to get it up the ramp. Well, once we broke over <laughs> into the truck, it's wet shoes on smooth aluminum decking. Yeah. <laughs> and this thing's yeah. booking it. And so St. Jimmy's like got his feet behind him. I'm skiing, trying to stop. And we just slid all the way to the back of the truck where his, then his feet like hit the back and we were able to slow it down and stop it. <laughs> we both had this look. We're like looking at each other across Seriously? this, this thing like, oh no. <laughs> I should have been on the other side. Yeah, why did yeah. you not get on the downhill side of dangerous stuff? Have you it was on the side when we started. Yeah, because we came, I was on the downhill side going down the driveway. Well, as Letter Shader Brown <laughs> says, it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at. And when yeah. you're hitting up at the front end, you're going to get crushed. Well, Master Zed's driveway was so steep that we couldn't get the truck into it. Right. The bumper was hitting before the wheels oh. started up. So we just yeah. parked it on the street. Oh. We just parallel parked it. Yeah, in front of the house. So we had to go down the driveway and then up Carry the everything down the wet driveway. <laughs> oh, that sounds sketchy. But it, uh, yeah, it, it didn't seem too bad. bad. They hit. We had just gotten our driveway pressure wash before we listed oh, okay. it, so it was nice and clean. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't or slippery or anything. Um, and then we ended up getting everything in the bat. Like it was all gar- or probably half of it was garage stuff. So. <laughs> 
like a wheelbarrow is not very space efficient. <laughs> no. Or like my wood it's got scrap. Wheels, so just tow it behind. We did talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I actually said just throw the the back cross part of the wheelbarrow over the hitch. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But so the got handles would be in the way. Um, it got in there. I think it was like full of hoses and a pressure washer and a leaf blower and a yeah. weed whacker. <laughs> and then I set the lawnmower on top of that. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was snug. Um, I'm just concerned about moving out of the storage unit because we have another storage unit that we already filled up <laughs> prior to this move. So mm-hmm. I might have to get rid of my I might get rid of my drafting table. Mm-hmm. And I might get rid of some other stuff. Well, you're, it's in Portland, so you can just leave it on the side of the road. Right. I'll take it to southeast Portland mm-hmm. and just leave it there. Well, don't do that off the drafting table. I would take that off your hands if you're just doing that. <laughs> I'll deal with the repercussions of my wife after the fact. <laughs> just tell her, yeah, we talked about it. No, I don't know what you're talking about. It's been in the garage the whole time. I don't know what you're talking about. It was when you were buying something. Remember, we had one in Idaho. This is that one. It was just hitting on all the stuff. (laughs) It was the whole time. Well, we could potentially make that happen. I'm thinking if, depending on what kind of help we get, our original plan was to just do... I like being self-sufficient or be able to be self-sufficient. So my plan is to get a big truck, probably a Penske or budget truck. Cause they're 26 the foot is actually 26 feet of inside space. With the unlike, floor. Yeah. Unlike U haul yeah. that is 22 feet or something. And three feet of <laughs> overhead space. And with a trailer to put the car on and then take the truck with our trailer with the forerunner and motorcycle. I remember I was really excited on our trip to Idaho because we had the biggest U-Haul with a car carrier hooked to it on a trailer. So I had my car on the trailer behind it. I thought, okay, so I had podcasts all queued up. I was going to listen to all this stuff on the way there. And then my kids all wanted to take turns riding with dad. (laughs) So my podcast threw out the window Ended up listening to probably nothing most of the time other than a kid talking the whole time driving over. They were how they're a lot younger. Yeah, I think my youngest was I think it was what three when we moved over here. Wow. Been like twelve years, so and well I guess he was four then. Four or five. Which makes the oldest eleven or something. Something to say about a nerd 
You ought to know This episode will blow you away Should we go on to our topic? Yeah, let's do our topic. So we're today, we're going to talk about the inventor of the Fig Newton. Um, no, the Apple no. Newton. <laughs> Not the Fig one, the Apple one. Do you guys like Fig Newtons? No. Yeah. Yeah. Only I don't. not not I don't the go, actual Fig Newtons. I don't, I don't go out of my way to eat them. I'm but. an adult. There's a certain flavor in them I don't like. I actually have fig. a fig, fig flavor, <laughs> probably because I tried a fig out of my yard and it it didn't taste like a fig Newton, but it also didn't taste very good overall. Fig Newtons are named after the town Newton, not the person. Uh, oh, I remember I was too young to probably know if I liked them or not, and someone offered one, and I accepted it being polite, and then I had to choke it down because I did not like it immediately, but they were oh. watching me eat it. I don't like the, the, I don't like Fig Newtons, but I like there's another brand that sells the exact same thing, basically, and I like those ones. Anyway, It'd be interesting to try that. Is the town <laughs> that the Fig Newtons named after? Is that named after Isaac Newton? Uh, no, it's named after see. Jimmy Neutron. Or let's Newton. just go with yes. Okay, so I believe it's Newton, Connecticut. Okay, Newton, get to Connecticut. The yeah, and let's see. I'm clicking on the Wikipedia page now to see who it's named after. If they even have that information. There's a new town, Connecticut. <laughs> um, da, da, da. I'm reading. It says it make great oh, pod. Newton, Massachusetts. Oh, is it Massachusetts? Yeah. All right, let's uh, try that. that. What's the big Newton? Newton and Mass. Media. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Newton, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Oh. Acceleration. Well, it was at one point called Cambridge. <gasps> so that ties oh, in. Oh, which Isaac is where Sir Isaac Newton but then it Cambridge. Then it was renamed Newtown. And then 70 years later, they changed it to Newton. That one wanted to borrow a W. They had too many. So it's just shortened from Newtown. Yeah. Name. That's disappointing. So how, our, the, how new was the town that he was born in? Was it like really new? The town that Newton was Probably born not. in? Yeah. It was on a manor, I guess. He wasn't actually in town. Well, he I, was born in Woolsterp, Lincolnshire. I think it's Woolsterp Manor. Yeah, I, I think his dad died before he was born. 
Yeah, yeah like 12 months. Oh, I mean, three <laughs> <Wait>. months. <laughs> no, it was only three months. I guess he was then. also kind of weak. Isaac Newton Sr. Didn't know Isaac Newton was a junior before I started researching this. Yeah, I didn't either. And he was junior. born on Christmas Day. It wasn't yeah. a different Pretty calendar. Maturely. So it was, yeah. wasn't Christmas. Eh, it's close enough. He was two months premature, too. So he <laughs> couldn't wait to get started in his career. He was well, yeah, he, was, only, he was 19, I guess, when he went to Cambridge. But that was actually kind of late compared to his peers. Well, it was yeah, still considered Christmas, regardless of what calendar. Oh. oh, that's, <laughs> I guess, depending on the calendar you're using. Well, yeah, so when he... Christmas, whatever. Okay, different topic. It was <laughs> December 25th of the calendar. Which was Christmas. Were... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when he was a tot, his mother got remarried and left him with his grandma for nine years until her new husband died. Yeah, the new husband didn't want to step All of her husbands are dying. <laughs> Ooh, this is Black Widow. Mercury poisoning. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and she had three more chillins with the second husband. Maybe ironically, she was feeding them the arsenic from the apple cores. Oh, maybe. <laughs> so the reason he started school a little bit later than some of his peers is because when his stepdad died his mom took him out of school to come live on their manor. And they tried being a farmer and he sucked at it. He was like, uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. I just what do I read do with these book oh. over here? <laughs> yeah. So they're like, ah, maybe you should go back to school. I, I read this short story about when he was a kid, he had him, he liked to play with models. And one of the models he had oh, actually, um, Camelot ground, ground grain by using the power of a mouse running on a wheel. Wow. <laughs> wow. Which I think is pretty funny. I used to wonder what his mouse's name was. Um, Sir Massalot. Mousy McMouserson. Uh, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> Newton? Oh, wait. <laughs> Weirdly Mickey. enough, was, his name was Mickey. No. Oh. <laughs> you should have named it Figgy. Figgy, figgy. <laughs> oh, that's uh, yeah. So he went to Cambridge in when he was nineteen. I think he came to Cambridge. Did he cross and the bridge? <laughs> um, and then he, after three years, I think he went home. Four years because yeah, of the plague. Very well. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. He, was doing, he was doing fine, but the plague he came He was doing through. well, but yeah, because of the plague, they sent everybody home. Kind and of like is, what happened last year. Uh, yeah. I, that was the thought I had was like, okay, so schools were all shut down. So who is the next Isaac Newton that is going to emerge out of the COVID pandemic? Mm. Well, unfortunately... Netflix and Fortnite have thwarted the next Newton. <laughs> there wasn't anyone, any kid, uh, nine or twenty 
one-year-olds just sitting outside observing tree or apples falling from trees and wondering nope. why they fall straight down. <laughs> and not at an angle? Or Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you have an Apple like iPod or something, you could have that fall off something. <laughs> you drop it's it out, out of a tree? Why are these songs in alphabetical order? Where, where did you get the Christmas birthday information from? Because my source says he was born on the 4th of January. What? What? What kind of source are you using? National Geographic. I'm oh, using those guys are hacks. Maybe they, maybe they like they converted it to a, a different so, calendar that we use today. Yeah. So Britannica right. says born December twenty fifth, sixteen forty two, and then in parentheses January fourth, sixteen forty three, new style. Oh, I was reading a Stanford article about him, and it. Just says twenty five December sixteen forty two, and then in parentheses says old calendar. Yeah, and then it says a few days short of one year after Galileo died. Oh, yeah, and Galileo served the basis for his first Fig. uh, Go back to figs for his first law of uh, motion. <laughs> he got his first law from Galileo. Mm. Yeah, Inertia. I think it's. Um, something about no physicist can harm a human. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Second law, no physicist can harm himself. <laughs> and then uh, the third law is no physicist should really get, ever get married. Oh, wait. Right. Yeah. Well, Newton <laughs> no, did that one. No procreate. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the first law is an object at rest will stay at rest, and an object in motion... Like will stay in motion unless acted on by a net external force. Those are my favorite so, kinds like of wet, forces. The shoes on a wet... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like wet aluminum you have bag. a rolling toolbox and... Low friction. Low friction. You can't exert any force yeah, on it. Yeah, there was no it. external force being applied. Well, you were applying <laughs> gravity. force, and it was applying the same amount of force back. That's the third law. Oh yeah, equal and opposite. I don't think I was exerting any force on it at that point. <laughs> you were just much, anyways. I was holding on to it. I guess there was a equal and opposite reaction happening between my hands and the thing. Right. Unless it ripped your arm off. After I got going, but once I was once I was going the same speed as it, there was no yeah. force. And I've got plenty of normal force so it was a so, coefficient of friction issue and gravity was involved because it was one of the yeah. most normal people I know as far as forces go <laughs> only He's when it's man. nobody talks about the second law though no <laughs> why would you unless you're living a quarter mile at a time <laughs> Well, you know, that that moment Sorry, not in consumption, I just had to cough. would be directly proportional to the applied force, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, should we finish his, so he went back to Cambridge after, he must have he graduated, I guess, before the plague. When he went back, he went back as a graduate student. Mathematics um, and then was yeah given a 
professorship, took over for one of his friends. Which he wasn't a very popular professor. A lot of times he had zero people show up for his lectures. <laughs> oh, man. But he didn't they're care. All, he, they were all at rest and they couldn't move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't exerting any external forces on them. No. no. Uh, so it was in that time after he went back to Cambridge that he did a lot more writings and started publishing work. Yeah, so he did receive his bachelor's degree before the plague. And then he never gave it up. And then he got a <laughs> master's of art in the uh, following, like, th- three years later. Because we considered science was only considered art at that point? Yeah, I think so. Well, they that was one of the things I noticed reading it was, you know, the way science was looked at was philosophical, and they he had issues with other scientists because he was okay not having a solution for a problem. But so he would everyone leave knows the consensus open-ended. of scientists had the right idea. Everyone knows that. Well, yeah, obviously. So, Newton was wrong. So he, he would just say, oh, well, there's this problem, and I can't, none of the things I understand explain it. And other people would be like, well, then you aren't you know you're not doing it right or the i don't know so he got into it with, he seemed like he was in a lot of confrontations with yes. different people yeah he, he didn't handle confrontations well either no he would get he'd be like fine i'll just take my papers and go home pretty I'll much take my protractor <laughs> and beat it no one gave him apples at school because he kept on just dropping one on the floor <laughs> like see i told you Uh, I did one of the cool things was uh, I, the Stanford article I was reading is so long winded <laughs> I can't find the it again or... but oh. <laughs> um, it was talking about an expedition that people did based on his work and predicting that the earth isn't quite round so, to go uh, and do light spheroid or something yeah oblate spheroid so there was an expedition actually specifically to go uh, and take measure gravity measurements to see if he was correct fully a spheroid if spheroids can be flat as well everyone knows that <laughs> or hollow like i'll talk hollow about and inception. flat cone shape it's it's got a cream filling mm, magma it's a twinkie Cream corn. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I used to like cream corn, but I can't eat it anymore. Did I tell you about one of my friends when we were in Japan and we went to a donut shop and he ordered a cream filled donut and it wasn't until we were walking down the sidewalk and he took a bite out of it that he realized it was cream corn filled. <laughs> that is so gross. <laughs> cream corn filled Yes. <laughs> You had I have heard that story before, but it yeah, still I don't remember makes me shudder. So <laughs> when I was in South Korea, I was walking around and there was an ice cream shop, and I thought it was a lost in translation thing of the base, <laughs> like regular, just the regular cone was a. It said milk flavored, 
Hmm. And I figured, like, oh, it's probably vanilla ice cream. It was not flavored. It was just milk milk flavored (laughs) ice cream. Uh, You got to put some vanilla in there, guys. I was like, I was expecting it to just be a translation issue, but it was not. (laughs) You were wishing it was a translation issue. For how much it cost, I was really wishing it was. Yeah. It was like, oh, there's. (laughs) It's the cheapest one. It was still like four bucks. So we were talking about disputes that Newton had with other mathematicians and scientists, but mm-hmm. um, the the biggest one was a dispute with Gottfried Leibniz, who well, yeah, was a German, German mathematician. So the two of them um, were in conflict over who invented calculus first. So Newton started working on his in the 1660s, but he didn't publish it because that was another thing he did was he would not publish things. He's kind of secretive about a lot of his stuff. Well, the Leibniz guy started figuring out calculus in 1670s and published like the 1680s. Well, he asked, I think he asked Newton some questions Mm -hmm. and Newton responded and basically they were in agreement, right? And then Newton published work about it, and then Leibniz was like, you're plagiarizing me, I have just did this. Yeah, and Newton and accused Newton's him like, of plagiarizing him. And Newton's like, no, I did it like 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so Leibniz applied to the, appealed to the Royal Society, and Newton you know, was the organization's president. <laughs> and so he, he agreed that they'd have an impartial committee um, look into the issue. And it, what Newton did was he put all of his um, supporters on the committee <laughs> and he actually wrote the re- the committee's report on the deciding that um, <laughs> he had the one that discovered that. calculus. <laughs> uh, but But the funny thing is, is the notation that we use in calculus today comes from Leibniz, not from Newton. Because <laughs> his notation was easier to deal with, I guess. <laughs> well, and so. didn't he, was that when he threatened to not publish the Principia books? I there think was one I of them he... that someone argued with him and he was like, Oh yeah. He was just like, well, fine, I'm just not going to publish the book that I'm writing then. And they were like, no, 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 we want you to do that. It's going to advance science as we know it. We are supportive <laughs> of you. And it's he's either like, that oh, one or optics. Oh, I think it might have been the oh, optics yeah. one. I know he yeah. was fighting with people over optics, too. Well, somebody, like, disagreed with one thing in his thing. And so he's like, well, fine, then I'm not going <laughs> to publish it. Publish yeah. It. Uh, yeah, he was there was a reason his nickname was Optical Prime. <laughs> uh, one I, thing I didn't realize was uh, Euler or Euler, however you want to pronounce it, um, uh-huh. was the one that actually wrote the equations for Newton's laws. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Is like Newton had the verbiage in his books, but he never actually wrote equations to describe the physics going Uh on and it was Euler that actually put him into practice while (laughs) you know he was doing his work while Newton was still around 
So I kind of wonder if um, Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory was based on Newton. Well, <laughs> oh, shorter it. hair. Well, just you know, because <laughs> he didn't wear Newton, his many wigs. Newton had no like use or time comic for book was. what. What Newton's favorite comic book? Oh, I think it would probably be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Newton Ninja Turtles. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Ninja Apples. Um. Anyway, I was just thinking that because, you know, Newton really didn't have any desire to get married or have anything to do with mm. any kind of, um relations with anyone <laughs> uh, Voltaire who is a famous French writer uh, was at Newton's funeral and he uh, had this to say about it he said about Newton he was never sensible to any passion was not subject to the common frailties of mankind nor had any commerce with women <laughs> a circumstance which was assured me by the physician and surgeon who attended him in his last moments <laughs> Wow, so. thanks for calling me out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your game is weak. He's got no game, and he doesn't even Here. desire to play the game. <laughs> right. You see, he's on the spectrum, so you're saying? Um, some been. people have theorized that he was, but... He was also, you know, disagreeable with people, and... I heard he walked into a bar one time, and the bartender said, Hey, why the long face? Doesn't make sense. Is he a Have horse? you seen a picture of him? Yeah. He's kind of got a long face. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Take your word for it. Hey, why the long hair? It's a wig, you fool. <laughs> hey, why the long I guess, nose? I guess he was a member it's of Parliament. Get, it's to get the longest longer distance to climb to get to my scalp. Yeah. <laughs> so he was a member of Parliament from 1689 to 1690. And... Reportedly, he only spoke once during the session, and it was to ask the usher to close the window because it was getting cold in there. <laughs> <laughs> so he really so didn't wore do anything. my long wig. Yeah. You need more statesmen like that now. Well, so after he left Cambridge, he became a warden of the mint, and his goal was to take over as master of the mint. Which he and did. It sound he did. Yeah. And it sounded like he took used his niece, is that who it was that lived with him? Who was the mistress of some oh high uh level politician to get his role. I was like, <laughs> this guy really didn't care. Well he and just you know wanted, like he wanted what he wanted and Yeah. Just well yeah. usually that post really you don't really need to do anything <laughs> but he took it to an extreme um so like right mm -hmm. before then they had what they called the great recoinage of 1696 and so they were trying to replace all the old worn out coins and the clipped coins because a practice back then was to cut the edges off the coins and then use that metal to make you know precious metal to make other anyway so the coins or something well, he estimated that 20% of the coins that they recovered were counterfeit. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. So he took it as his personal mission to go and try to 
get as many of these counterfeiters as he could. And the 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 penalty was it was a capital offense, so the penalty was death by wow. hanging usually. And so he actually like would go undercover into like the seedy underbelly of London to try to figure out who these counterfeiters are, and he ended up prosecuting successfully twenty eight counterfeiters. Oh. <laughs> Which at the time it was really hard to catch the counterfeiters, you know. But he was yeah. like all in on that. He spent the last thirty years of his life as the master of the mint. He also changed England from the silver standard to the gold standard. Oh, yeah. As his time as the master of the mint. <laughs> which was interesting. And they introduced mint fig newtons, which was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Mint they're just they're they don't come squished, they're right. pristine condition. <laughs> Mint in the box. A little picture of the queen on them. <laughs> um, it's a I big also bit of found his imagination. It, <laughs> I found it interesting that it said in his later years, I think probably because he was in he became too famous, so people you know would start argue with arguing with what you think so he started getting people like questioning what he was thinking with the physics stuff and he switched to doing a lot of his uh writing about alchemy and religion and stuff yeah he was really Mm -hmm. into alchemy um trying to transmute lead into gold or whatever well he transmuted silver into gold as far as the standard (laughs) (laughs) Well, they found a lot of like mercury in his hair, so they're thinking that he keep the lights out. Well, I don't think he put it in his hair, but I think it was like suffused in his body because a lot of alchemists use mercury because they think it's some kind of magical, yeah, yeah, something that can help with the with that. But the thing with the the church was he had a lot of different ideas than the Church of England, and uh, they would. You know, considered him a heretic. He he believed that the the Catholic Church or the apostasy prophesied in the Bible was the um, the Church starting to to preach Trinitarianism because he didn't believe in the Trinity. Mm. And yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting, mm-hmm. but he didn't really make his beliefs known. He just kind of towed the line. And at one point, um, to get a position that he wanted, he had to be ordained a priest or something like that. And he Mm. didn't want to do that. And so the king actually changed the rules so that they didn't have to become priests for Newton. Because, you know, even though he would, you know, sign whatever he needed to to say, oh, yeah, sure, I agree with the the Church of England's teachings. (laughs) He actually had totally different beliefs. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, so we talked about gravity. He he kind of explained how uh, orbits work, Mm -hmm. which I found interesting because he was, like, looking at the moon and this thinking about the, how the apple falls, thinking, why isn't the moon falling? And then realizing, oh, it, it is, is falling. It's just moving 
sideways fast enough that it keeps, you know, it's constantly missing, missing the earth. And he, you know, his thought experiment to demonstrate that was, you know, if you fire a cannon, eventually the ball is going to hit the earth. And But the faster you fire it, the longer it will take to hit the ground because the earth is curving away from it. And if you fired it fast enough, it would, it could travel just all the way around going. and just keep going. And kill and itself. Come back and hit, the, hit its own cannon. <laughs> hit him in the back yeah. of the head. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of cool. Because at the time, there were still people that were putting out the geocentric model. Right. The heliocentric. And he was a heliocentrist. Geocentric. Geo is... Oh, geocentric. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Helios is... We're Helios. Or I am, anyways. I don't know about you guys. I... I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting. And that's uh, Isaac Newton Jr. <laughs> yeah, we just we just refer to him as Junior now. I just call him Junior. You know, we're tight. But did he have the same exact name, or was it just his first and last name? Unknown. I call him different middle names. They wouldn't be a Junior. Well, because his dad died they... before he was born, so. I don't know if they had middle names. His mom had a middle name. I know, but I don't know if Isaac or his father had middle names. Oh, I guess his mom has a middle name. name. Could be a maiden name. (laughs) Let's see. Isaac named him the same so he could cash all the checks his dad left. Oh, his first name is Sir. And his middle name is Isaac. (laughs) (laughs) He he cheated the lordship system by being named Sir. I say, <laughs> just name your kids, sir. Some sources suggest that his full name was Lawrence Isaac Newton James. I don't know where they get that information from, but uh, some people claim that. Britannica disagrees. Yes, so I didn't say everyone claimed it. I'm just saying there are some who claim that. Well, there's some that claim a lot of other things. <laughs> exactly. That are debatable. But he was a knight. He was knighted by the queen. So, mm. but the the weird thing is, he was knighted during the day. <laughs> Figure that one out. That is pretty strange. I don't know if that's true. It could happen at night. <laughs> just randomly had I saw that he was five foot six. Oh. oh. And then I had a weird flashback of someone asking him how tall he was and him saying four feet tall from Gattaca when the, oh. uh, what's his face? Oh, in, in his wheelchair. wheelchair. And someone, he's like, how tall are you? And he's like, four foot two. He's like, before the accident. Oh, six <laughs> foot one. How tall were you, Isaac, before the apple came up? Before the, the apple. Before gravity <laughs> took its hold. So, Isaac, why did you invent gravity? Oh. <laughs> Jerk. It would all be, It'd be so much around. easier to move stuff, move goods yeah. without gravity. Uh, well, somebody had to do it. 
<laughs> Whoa, right. that's some crazy consumption. I've got some consumption. No. Hey, I, it is crazy. No, just kidding. Um, so I finished watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh. It was a Disney Plus series. Oh. Is, it's kind of short. It yeah, it's watchable. Bringing <laughs> <laughs> endorsement. No, I, I mean, it was good. There was, it seemed like the it, the plot meandered around quite a bit. Mm. Um, there was one part. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Your audio's off. I can't hear you anymore. Oh, no. Nope, you're not. We can't hear you. Oh, no. We've lost Mr. Pull's voice. I can see him. Nope. He's saying, Help me, I'm drowning. (laughs) I'll just read his lips. I can't get up. I should wear a wig like Isaac Newton had. I'll join the parliament. I'll do the man. Well. <laughs> I think it helps if it's plugged oh, no. in. No, nothing. I just saw a USB. Cord. I guess I'll do my consumption. Okay, well, we'll come back to pull the feed. All right. Figure it out. I'm assuming we'll hear him once this thing starts working. Yep. I watched Mortal Wombat. Oh, no. Mortal Kombat. The new <laughs> two. What? I want to watch so it. So it's really based good. on the video game, not on the movie. No, no, not so not much. Good. Uh, it's got some really cool, gory fight scenes. What was your favorite nice. kill? Fatality. Um, the spinning hat. Yeah, me too. That was great. And they, you know, the, of course they have the lines, "Fatality." Your soul is mine. Yeah, but other than uh, that. It was pretty light on plot, character, dialogue. <laughs> I guess the best, I think the best part of the movie was when... The sound editing. Oh, When you meet Kano, is that the guy's name? Yeah. Where, yeah, Kano uh, is being held by Sonya Blade and... Uh, yeah, that whole scene was... I found that amusing, but... That was funny. Overall, the movie... You don't care about any of the characters. Actually, the beginning was really good. Yeah. Is that what the scene that they had in the trailer or whatever? Mm, I don't With know. Scorpion and Iceman or whatever? So, at the, the beginning... The woods. It's the in the woods, in the past in japan mm-hmm. yeah i think that, i saw that scene was like re- that opening scene was released after that i had high hopes for the movie because i was like oh this is actually really good and the rest of it is like none of the other characters do you care about except for the one guy and i can't remember what his name is uh the descendant of the guy from the beginning. Oh, I was, um, he was not a character in the other show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I probably won't know him then. I don't even remember what his Cole name was. Cole Young? Yep. Cole, Cole yeah. 
Yep. He's probably the only one that you care about because. But yeah, all the other characters are just like, okay, here's the character from the game. And they're going to fight and say some taglines. Cool. That's about it. It was (laughs) it was a decent watch, but not much. Yeah, in the way of wasn't depth. No depth. It's a film. It's a movie. It, It was a reason to have some really cool fight scenes. Nice. So I watched that as well. I liked it, I guess, better than St. Jimmy did. But, what? Um, then I've been watching a TV show on Netflix called Shadow and Bone. Hello? Oh, hey, hey, uh, hey, you can hear me? What the heck? Yeah. Oh, wow. You're back. Disney thought you were going to start bad-talking Falcon and Winter Soldier so they cut off your yeah. mic. Space. They control the internet now, so. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you continue with your consumption, then I'll pick up. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, um, it was really cool when the Falcon finally becomes Captain America. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his outfit, you know, when he first shows up in the decked out Captain America outfit, thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I, I would recommend it. I mean, it's good Marvel stuff. Um, I have just one more and then I'll let you continue with yours, Steve But I finished a book called the Chancellor Manuscript. And it's written by the same guy that wrote the Jason Bourne. Uh, Robert Ludlum. Yeah. Mm. And I actually liked this book more than the Jason Bourne books. <laughs> oh. So interesting. It was pretty good. It's about this author that, um, you know, wrote like government conspiracy thrillers and stuff like that. Well, <clears throat> there's this group that conspired to kill to assassinate J. Edgar Hoover but make it look like a like a medical thing and somebody had stolen half of J. Edgar Hoover's files that he kept on people that he would use to blackmail people and and so this group basically hired this author to look into it but they didn't like directly hire him they just made him get interested in this um, conspiracy type thing that was happening. And anyway, these spiral out of control and um, it's pretty good. I just, when I was looking it up, I just saw that they made a movie based on the book. I did not know that. Interesting. So I'm going to have to check into that, but that was my um, consumption. Cool. I actually uh, remembered another movie I watched that I do want to talk about because it was good. Uh, The reason I remembered is because it has Anthony Mackie in it as the main character. It's called Synchronic and it is from 2019. Um, Anthony Mackie is a paramedic. He works out of an ambulance 
and it's about him and his partner and this um, designer drug that's out there that they keep coming across in calls. Like they'll come upon this really weird situation where someone's injured and um, they'll find this package of this drug called Synchronic. And uh, then about halfway through the movie, things kind of take a, a big turn and there's some interesting uh, stuff. Uh, he he kind of has to go. He has to start taking the synchronic to find somebody that's gone missing. So uh, it was pretty good. It was interesting. No fatalities. Mm, there are some fatalities. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Some flawless flawless <laughs> <laughs> souls that were mine. Uh, um, I don't know if if uh, anybody's souls were yours, but um, it's on Netflix right now, so it might be a Netflix movie. I saw it advertised on there. Yeah, I I thought it was good. There's, it's uh. Yeah, I don't know. That's it. All right. Well, I've been watching a show called Shadow and Bone that's on Netflix. Um, so there's a world that there's people that can do magic called creations. Uh, there's people that can create fire, and um, there's people that can heal. There's repairers that can actually fix the way something looks. Um, in fact, they use that for like you can make your appearance different. Um, changing your color or whatnot. And there's the general of the Grecians, because they're all kind of a group because they were hated at one point, um, can control like shadow. And <laughs> there is a large shadowy area that is like subdividing in one of the major um, countries. And they try to get through it because they can't go around it because they're at war with the nation's north and south of this big shadowy area that you can't see through. It kind of looks like a really dark cloud that mm. covers from the ground maybe a thousand feet up in the air. And so they actually try to cross it, but when they do, there's creatures in the darkness that will kill people. Um, and they find this girl that can actually produce sunlight or light, and it's Quite interesting. I like it a lot. It's really good. Mm. There's only like eight episodes, and I'm on episode seven. Um, I was going to finish it off last night, and then my wife's like, oh, I saw this TV show we should watch together. And she said, it looks like it's like pirates or something, and there's like magic. And I was like, was it called Shadow and Bone? And she's like, yeah, I think that was it. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we should definitely so, watch let's that. Let's watch the first episode. So I'll end up watching it again, which <laughs> is fine. It's pretty good. I like it. Um, and then, based on Master Zed's recommendation, I bought the Gray Man book one and read it over three days. Nice. Um, and as soon as I finished it, I bought book two. <laughs> and about <laughs> I don't know, 10% into that book. Mm. Um, I'm really enjoying it a lot. 
Um, okay. And when I bought the first book, it has a sticker on, you know, it has a picture of what the cover of the book looks like. Mm-hmm. And there's a red sticker that says, coming to Netflix. Oh, oh interesting. So I'm not sure when that's going to happen. I need to do some research probably, but I'd be interested in watching it. Um, I was trying to describe it to my son, like you described it to me, and he said, oh, like uh, Bird Notice. I was like, well, I uh, guess if there was a lot more violence. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more violence. Uh, is nice. And I like how he, I mean, he is a tough dude. He's a hard man, but he is uh, definitely not impervious to injury. Let's just say that. Oh, he, I feel like he's mostly <laughs> injured guy. Yeah. all the time. <laughs> so much. Oh, it's the Russo brothers are directing it. Oh, cool. Does that have a release date or time frame? Mm-hmm. No, but it was updated as in filming. Oh, okay. Um, on this month, it was updated to in filming. Interesting. That means they have a cast already. I wonder who they got to play the Gray Man. Oh no. Okay. Uh, gonna, Gandalf I'm, Gray. I'm not gonna say anything. Oh. Hopefully. It's a gender swap. I'm gonna try it? to forget about no. this. I'm gonna try to forget about everything I just looked at and it's, watch it first. It's Rebel Wilson. No, it's a, gray it's a dude. It's a guy. Spoiled or something. Barely. Oh no! Uh, let's just say his other work may not lend itself to being. Maybe he's good at this, this though. You don't <sighs> know. <laughs> it. I'm not even gonna say anything. You can look at it on your own time. Oh, now you're <laughs> scaring me. It's Fairly. not someone that you would think of as being tough. Jack and... Black. <laughs> no. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, the, I would totally get behind. Is that the guy that does the, the vampire? That's vampire, and he's Cedric Diggory. Okay, yeah. That and he's Batman. I'm Batman. Is there just too many Batmans coming out right now? I think so. I heard that uh, Keaton's going to reprise his role as Batman in something, in The Flash. Oh, weird. Makes sense. So, I don't know. Uh, um. So yeah, I'm glad you introduced me to that series. Then really enjoying it. Yeah, I'm reading the last book right now. See I, if I think can catch you. the last book that's the out, final installment. It's yeah, he's like always injured because yeah, the books take place like right after one another. Right. So usually by the end of a book, he gets beat up, and then he starts the next book beat up from the last book. Right. It's like, dude, take a break. But. I'm, yeah, I'm curious because yeah, it seems like he doesn't want to stop working. From like, why are you? Why do you need this money? Right. My the thing I like about him throughout the books is his anonymity. Like the way yeah. it describes him is that basically he doesn't like people looking at him too closely. But pretty much everyone that looks at him just forgets. Base all like right. they wouldn't be able to s- describe him five minutes later. Um, I feel like which well, is cool. the old fans too large of a person, but I think he'd be a good. Uh, yeah. I guess that's kind of who I was picturing during the book, which is I weird. Don't, yeah. Do you guys cast books in your head when you're reading them? Mm, I generate my own Sometimes. unique. I don't, I don't cast them. I guess I come up with my own unique vision of what they look like. 
Yeah, it, sometimes it bites me. Like, there's a character that at one point they described that he actually has like blonde hair and blue eyes. They're like, whoa, that's not what I was picturing at all. <laughs> You've ruined it. No, no, um, really good. So, I have had a really slow consumption week. I'm working on book nine or ten of the Gray Man series, and then I've watched about three quarters of the Godzilla versus. Oh, I thought you meant you'd watched three times out of four that you're working on. Like you'd watched it that many times in a row. No, I started it two nights ago and I watched an hour and then. I watched another 20 minutes tonight and I think there's about 20, 20 minutes, 25 minutes left. So there's this particular act that saves the day, pretty much this linchpin that causes everything to go the right way that I think is stupid. But other than that, I liked it. Yeah, I am finding it good enough for now, I guess. Um, It's not anything special, but I am enjoying it more than I enjoyed King of the Monsters, I think. But uh, Carl Urban, I think, is who I visualize as the great man. Mm. Yeah, that works, too. Well, let me call Netflix and uh, straighten him out. Cast. Yeah. He's probably too tall, like, just like Timothy. Old I don't think... I feel like Carl Urban's not that tall. I, I visualize someone that's like 5'10". And just generic, <laughs> which is hard to have like an A-list actor be generic. Yeah, hey, I'm five ten and generic. Well, he's Carl Urban six one. Oh wow. Okay. Huh. Well, they had uh, Tom Cruise fire. as a six foot four, two hundred and fifty pound Jack Reacher. Stunt double mm-hmm. is that size. Oh. Okay. See, Timothy Olyphant's only six feet tall. Oh, oh, he's fifty-two. That's a little old. Yeah, because Gray Man's like thirty-eight or yeah. thirty-six or something. All sorts for actors in their thirties. <laughs> and Deepity's nerd cred is building a spreadsheet <laughs> with actors' ages, heights, and generic era. Here we go. Is, is it casting Shia LaBeouf? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Chris Hemsworth? No, the it's someone that I think he's probably got to be in his 40s. Oh, no. That's totally and he wrong. likes um, Does to he have weigh relationships with dolls. Does he have 175 pounds? Weigh 175 pounds? Uh, That's okay. mentioned several times in the book. Anyway. The actor they got is six feet tall. He's 40. I guess I can look and it up. And I don't know he how it's dolls. it's Ryan Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Oh. I was say, and he likes geese. <laughs> <laughs> He's a baby. He's full feathers yet. I just find his face really <laughs> punchable. punchable. Well, that's <laughs> the character, so they sounds like they cast it perfectly. <laughs> I guess uh, he could be a generic dude with there's a couple pictures of him from like 10 years ago with a beard and stuff. And he looks generic. Well, that's probably what he was shooting for. He was a Mickey Mouse Club actor. It's hmm. funny. I don't know. He is a good actor, but I 
guess I don't see him in uh, action role. Well, he's trying to act. So there most is people a- would say the action role doesn't require as much acting as what most people would probably say. Well, he's a good actor. I don't see him in doing action, though. I'd rather him being doing a dramatic role. Is he going to be able to get away with the, as few of lines as he's going to have to say in the movie? Right. How much dialogue that he does. Yeah, exactly. He speaks with his weapon. A lot of, like, sighs. There's a lot of sighing in the book, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there actually isn't a movie for the book I read, Chancellor Manuscript, but there was one that was in pre-production. They had even cast Leonardo DiCaprio for it back in 2010, but it didn't go anywhere. See, I thought I heard recently that Without Remorse is being made, the Tom Clancy book. But oh, then I saw it the is. Preview. I saw the preview. It's not. It's not. <laughs> <at all>. Yeah. <laughs> His wife and kid? What? I'm no? like, wait, is this oh, the Punisher? They're <laughs> not making. It's not the it's, same story. Nope. nope. They just stole just the name. Using the title. Like, wow, way to ruin a future some of them book. Some actually read Tom Clancy, and some of them have that as their favorite book of Tom Clancy. Yeah, way to ruin a future movie by heading off the ability to use that book title. Yeah. By going a different route. Maybe it's totally different. Maybe the the thing's misleading. I don't know. Maybe it is with remorse. Maybe he is remorseful. Or maybe he learned remorse code again. They're calling it Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. I know. They're (laughs) they're more... Well, it's because Tom's no longer here, so he has no right, say. It looks, it looks more like the Punisher type. Oh. Well, that's kind of what it is, but I guess they didn't want to go the route of having it be that he falls in love with like a prostitute, basically, and then she What's gets killed by that? her pimp, and then he wipes out the entire... Uh, I think that's um, a great movie. That w- that's the movie I want. I want the book in the movie. We've all done that. With him putting a guy, <laughs> torturing a guy in a yeah, I want, chamber. I want to see someone in a barometric chamber getting blown up from the inside. I want to see yes, that. Yes, I want to see that too. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> well, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> Do you have a barometric <laughs> chamber? I could, could probably, probably make could one. Probably make one. <laughs> I don't have a revenge factor, though. There's no one I need to, to take I care of. I could probably think of a couple people. <laughs> we'll put a short it's setting up, together. It's setting up Clark, like the biggest, like, Scariest dude in Tom Clancy universe. Yeah. And yeah, it, no. He even won our John Bracket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, she He's should. Little John. I don't know. I'm, I managed to watch it and hold my opinion until the end, but I feel like it's like, okay, we made this movie, now let's slap a name on it that people want to see like they right. did to me with G.I. Joe. Well, that's the same thing i didn't want to say ryan gosling's gonna be the gray man because it might be really good right and i have maybe a little prejudice against ryan gosling just too bad i really like the actor they got for clancy even though they changed kind of what yeah i guess they have to change to update the the time because he'd probably have a hard time blending in in like russia and places and i don't know well like yeah uh clark had fought in Vietnam and stuff, right? Right. Well, you can't have now if you do that, it's really... Uh, yeah, he's really old. I mean, it's honestly, like, my favorite portrayal of him... Jones or something. ...was, uh, what's his bucket? The 
Oh, I can't remember his name, right? Beef, Willem Dafoe. Uh, Schreiber? No, oh. I like Willem Dafoe's portrayal of him in Clear and Present Danger. Mm. Anyway, I'm a Tom Clancy snob, and this is really going to hurt me. <laughs> it's not. But you can't change the entire premise of the story. I don't know. Loosely based on a novel you love. Does anybody have any nerd cred? I do, other I than, do. Other than the Mike Selsbury I just put together with actors that would make good gray men. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm now getting paid to walk. Yay! What? So my swing that. So my new job, I have a high deductible health care plan. Which okay. qualifies it so I can have a health savings account. Okay. Which is the triple threat for retirement because it's pre tax money that goes in, the it grows tax free, and then you can take the money out tax free if it's for qualified that medical expenses. Mm-hmm. So they have a program, the company that runs this has a program where you can hook a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or other fitness device up and it tracks, it's called the Fit Program. So if I take six um, 300 step walks a day It's not really much. Wow. Well, it's not. It's to the. It's walking down the street to the end of the block and back. That tells you more about where our society is than anything. Um, so that's the Fit is frequency, and then in t- the I is intensity, which is one 3,000-step walk in 30 minutes. Does so it that's count a- if you run? Yeah, you can run. So it's I did today, I went for a run, which I forgot to mention at the top of the show. I was going to say, I was on, yeah, I saw that I on the I have done two runs now in the last... Well, I did one in October, and I did one last May. <laughs> so that's the... But I started running again. Um, but I did a run today. It's 3,545 steps in 30 minutes. Okay. How far is that? That's like, what, three miles? It was... No, it was like... Two miles? Two, a little over two miles. And it was terrible. Um, and <laughs> then the tenac- the T is tenacity, which is getting 10,000 steps in a day. Mm. Which is really hard, and I need to go for a walk. <laughs> but if for each one of those things I complete each day, they will put a dollar into my HSA. Wow! So you get dollars a day. I can get up to three dollars a day. A so you get like a thousand dollars a year for free. That's cool. And it, my HSA, I can invest. So and it'll actually make you healthier. So you actually right. use less of it 
Yes, exactly. So that it's cool. Our our friend that we're living with has been doing it, and then um, so I already had an Apple Watch, so I could just sign up. So I started. I like he told us about it, and I just signed up that day and started immediately. You and then Charlie it. got a Fitbit. You should drop it and see if it falls straight down. Mm, try not to. We should reprove gravity a lot with <laughs> Apple products. I like my Apple Watch. I don't think my... Uh, oh, I have a F- FSA. Is that the same thing? No, it's not the same. That's a a flexible spending account, which you have to use by the end of the year. Or you use it. The health savings account, you put the money in there. Your employer typically will put money in, but it's Uh yours. So you, I just have like, I've got my old job. I still have a HSA with a few grand in it that I'm just going to roll over into my new one. Cool. That's cool. And you can put like thirty six hundred bucks a year into it. So Tax I've got, rate. I've got a um, nerd cred, I guess. So a while ago, I made this. It's a ring with like eight rings, I think. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, there's ten rings, and they rotate individually from each other, and they have numbers. And there's the outer seven rings have twenty rooms around the ring. And as they get in, the I think it goes to 12 rooms. And then the last two are eight rooms. So it's a dungeon I'm designing. So I made a spreadsheet. So if I put in, like, the top number, it automatically counts through the rest of the things in order. So if I put 19 at the top, it goes 20. And it starts over at 1 down through 18. Mm. That way I can see. And I'm writing, we're currently working on writing some scripts so that I can have it rotate automatically maybe based on the actual time so when i look at the open excel spreadsheet and it refresh it'll refresh it to the current time and it'll have like the outer ring going clockwise every so often and the next ring going counterclockwise and so i'll be able to tell what doorways line up to which rooms so i can make it completely random or it's not actually random but a movable dungeon so that as you move through if you take too much time you can't go back so go back into a different room. Uh, anyways, at some point I'm going to run people through this adventure when I get it all built. <laughs> I've also got I guess the spreadsheet where I'm trying to come up with themes for all the different rooms, which there's I think 186. Oh, just a lot. So if listeners have suggestions, let us know. Pirates of the Caribbean theme, like a Roman. I figured a Super Mario Brothers one would be fun. Oh yeah. Anyway, that's what I mean, I'm working on. What's the armor class of Wario? Um, I'm not sure. He'd probably be pretty high. Okay. He'd probably be a wizard or warlock or something. Sure. All right. Well, if you want to contact us and tell us uh, what your armor class is, Send an email to engineerdyshow at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter also. Just search for Engineerdy Show. And check out our website, theengineerdyshow.com, where you can go to our shop to get a t-shirt. And 
hit our Amazon link to do your Amazon shopping. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. You have been and always shall be, my friends. Live long and nerdy. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) You know me so, you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an A or a G. Just be sure that I can tell it. Just be sure that I can tell it again. Most guitars are made of trees. With some L for the strings. And some frets and two neat things. Most guitars are made of trees. Most guitars are made of trees. People play them while they sing. Some are dull and some just ring. Most guitars are made of trees You know me so, you've seen it all before Looking at me stuck in a tree Trying to hold a thought you can't ignore Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again So I have to go. I have to pee really bad. And why? (laughs) guys. Most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and two neat things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees. The song Most Guitars Are Made of Trees is by Greg Gibbs.